Welcome, everybody, to Inside the Park, where we connect Sunday to the weekday. We are so glad to be here once again on this very cold, very cold day. Yes, after a very long holiday hiatus. We have arrived. We have. Winter is here. It is freezing. I was telling my wife, giving her an optimistic spin on things, we, we spent October and November complaining about how the winter was coming. Those months are gone. We're in it now. In it to win it. In it to win it. In two months, March hits, optimism. In like a lion, That's out absolutely. like a lamb. But yeah, it is a cold day today, but that does not affect my man Brad Posley because I saw the other day you took a polar plunge. Yes, is that correct? I did. You, you jumped off a cliff in the Ozarks? Uh, it was a, a platform. Okay. Yes. So we uh, we were down in the Ozarks with the family at Lake of the Ozarks, actually rented mm-hmm. a house down there with my extended family. Okay. And uh, it was in the 40s, and we decided to do the polar plunge in the Lake of the Ozarks. Mm. It was so rejuvenating, wow. refreshing. My brother and I started it off, my brother John, who's a mm-hmm. few years older than, than I am. Yep. And then all the kids did it. And I was driving my daughter to school this morning, mm-hmm. and I asked her, what was your favorite part of Christmas break since her first day back today? And I was expecting her to say the cave that we paid $100 to go to or whatever. Good. Yeah. It's just cr- all these other mm-hmm. things that we did. And she goes, the polar plunge. And wow. I was like, dude, my daughter. Yes. We're, ex- we're experienced people, and it's free, and it's just good reminder that it's more about the the fun stuff than Absolutely. spending the money. Great so, yeah. way to to get out of that cabin fever that oh, you experienced it was the, after eating all that food and laying around and we watching TV. Afterwards, we went and ate a lot of food and laid around some more yeah, after you, that. Because so. you, you deserved it, right? Yes, we yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, polar plunges, mm-hmm. as in the Ozarks, Yeah, we have a guest today that is probably no stranger to a polar plunge because this guest went to college in Alaska. Wow. That is right. Isn't that amazing extraordinary with us today is none other than our own park kids director ministry lead georgie filber who spoke this sunday yeah thank you oh man georgie you that's just fascinating to me the first time i heard that you went to college in alaska i was immediately drawn in is that like your first is that like a when there's a lull in the conversation you go hey i went to college in alaska (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. I just bring that up and lots of lots of questions, lots of discussion. But uh, yeah, it was a great time. I really enjoyed it. I was there for four years, right after high school, and um, it got really, really cold. But it, you know, funny enough, people talk about the cold and um, how there's different types of cold. Yeah, very true. Very, very true. That Alaska is definitely more of a dry cold. And, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not uh, as bad. It's, it's the not Arizona as bad. cold. It, it's something it's a dry weird cold. It. it is definitely a dry cold. And so I would almost equate it, you know, especially in Iowa, we get all this wind, which we're experiencing Wet today. Cold, yeah. Yes. yes. And the humidity, yeah. um, maybe negative 20 up there, similar to zero here is really? almost a 20 degree difference. So, uh, but I have friends right now, you know, that I'm seeing on Facebook, they're negative 40, negative 50. And, um, it is cold. Wow. So. Did but you not ever much do wind. a polar plunge when you were up there? Yeah, we definitely did some polar plunges. But the nice thing up there that's, you know, we wouldn't 
uh, go so much into cold water. We would go, we would start in like warm water. So there's actually a lot of natural springs up there. Oh my goodness. So you start in these natural springs where you're out in the, almost like a, you know, God's hot tub basically. So you're out <sighs> under the stars, under the Northern lights. And then just to kind of make it interesting, wow. you go jump in a snow bank and then you're back in the water. And so right. kind of reverse polar plunge, but, um, still takes your breath away. And, um, why I went to college in Scranton, Pennsylvania, I'll never know. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. Well, oh, did it get dark? Is it true about the darkness up there? Definitely, yeah. So that was probably the biggest thing that, by the time I left, I was really ready to leave, was it was just dark. Uh, I remember going to class at like 10 o'clock, and you could almost still see the stars. Basically, the sun barely comes over the horizon, and it's just kind of like a dusk-type um you know, light situation. And then the sun goes back down over the horizon and it's, you know, dark for the majority of the day. Mm. So it's, that's terrible. That's, that sounds, that's definitely the okay. part that wears sounds on you the awful. Most. Okay. Yeah. How All do you, right. how do you survive that college life? Do you <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't ask. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, there was a lot of board games, a lot of movies mm-hmm. and uh, just yeah, a lot of inside stuff. But you know, the thing about Alaska that was nice was you knew we were going to get, I don't know, feet of snow every winter. So you could invest in some of these things to go out and um, be outside and enjoy it. And, mm-hmm. you know, you dress for the weather, you invest in those types of clothes. A little snowshoeing. Snowshoeing, snowmobiling. Skiing, yeah. A lot cross of country Patagonia, skiing. Mm-hmm. North yeah. Face gear. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, Brad and I did a polar sled. We did. Toboggan. Yep. Toboggan run. We did. Back in the day when we were uh, youth pastors yep. together. Yep. Awesome. Yep, yeah. we did a shirtless toboggan run. Oh, wow. Which was outstanding. Was we did cold. some of that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite places up there, um, there's a place called Thompson Pass, and uh, there's just kind of a road that you go through this mountain pass, and you get to the top of the mountain, and um, there's just kind of this pull-off, this lookout. And so we would take someone's truck or van over there and drop everyone off. We'd all jump on sleds, and one guy would take the road down to the bottom of this, I don't know, 10,000 foot pass. It seemed like, you know, probably wasn't that big, but you'd go down these hills. It'd take you 30 minutes and then they would just pick you up at the road and drive you back up. So tons of skiing, you know, yeah, it was definitely a a long time and very, very cool. So that was one of the memories that definitely stuck out to me was Thompson's pass. Wow. Georgie, along with his wonderful wife, Erica runs our is the ministry lead of our children's ministry and they also have uh four boys what tell us about the four boys yeah so will he is actually about to have his golden birthday here um coming up in a couple days on the 10th so he's going to turn 10 on january 10th dude and uh him and and then bennett is next ben just turned eight and mathis is uh he just turned he's going to be turning six here soon so he's five right now and then cooper just turned two so you uh, call the, Cooper the king of the house? Is that what you... I mean, he's just the baby, so he yeah. can, you know, he just whatever he gets wants. what he wants, yeah. and yep. everybody wow. loves him, so... Wow. And you yeah. work from Meals from the Heartland. Meals from the Heartland, yeah. You're delivering or packaging food mm-hmm. to send around the world to those who are in need. Yes, yeah. Mm. That's an outstanding job. That is. That is great. I love it. I was thinking about this right before when we mentioned this, like, that's one of those jobs that when you tell someone what you do immediately, whatever you do doesn't matter. Yeah. I work at meals for the heartland. We distribute food around the world. What do you do? Mm. It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. It's (laughs) a lot more difficult calling in sick for work when you know a lot of people are depending on you for food. Yeah. Yeah. 
So just this last yeah. year, we packed nineteen or uh, sixteen million meals and hope to be up to twenty million. So what? I don't know what you guys are doing in this room, but that's what we're doing. Yeah, so. we sit behind. We talk about podcasts and things <laughs> yep. like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we are delighted to serve at here at the Park Church and uh, do what we do. And so I thought it'd be good as we get into this not podcast of twenty twenty two to share twenty twenty two. One thing for our church people. Maybe our highlight from church life in 2021. Yeah, I'll share mine first. All right, mine was our very first core team meeting that we had back in January. We all got a group picture on the bleachers in the gym, mm-hmm. and I think there was 40 of us plus a bunch of kids. And our goal before we launched was to get to 75 adults. And when we the day the Sunday before we launched, we took another group picture, mm-hmm. and uh, we had reached that goal, and that was just awesome for me to look around and see the hard work of that 40 that invited people to vision meetings and other people catching the vision for the east side of Des Moines. And then to see that come together was just extraordinary. I love that moment. That was cool. So Mm -hmm. what's yours, buddy? Yeah, I I would say um, one of the biggest highlights was the car show we did over the summer. Yeah. And uh, it was just a good mixture. It was was a good way to be community focused and it was a good mixture to see the people in our block and our neighborhood coming in with their cars and also really cool to see our own people work together on a project and it was a successful event absolutely yeah it was fun georgie you got one man yeah probably two stand out to me one um man just the kids christmas program you know not Mm, that i did a mm -hmm. ton of work it took a lot of people but just man that was just a great day Mm -hmm. you know just things kind of came together it was simple but clean and I think everybody had a great time. The yeah. kids did a good job, and all those little pieces that you hope come together came together, it seemed like. Absolutely. And, um, I think the other that stands out to me is uh, just the baptism Sundays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of effort and a lot of work that goes into um, what happens here on Sunday, and a lot of things happen behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, just kind of a great reminder of, like, this is why we're here. Absolutely. You know, we're about reaching Absolutely. people for the gospel and seeing people uh, come to Christ for the first time or rededicate their life and uh, make that commitment, which, um, yeah, just super encouraging. Great to see. Yeah. yeah. In the five months that we've been in church, we've been able to see 13 baptisms, which is just mm. extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And so you celebrate what you celebrate, you duplicate. And so we celebrate that and say, yeah. this is amazing what God is doing. Kids being baptized, adults being baptized. It's just, yeah. it's extraordinary. So yeah. awesome. Well, Georgie preached this Sunday. That's where he said that. That's why he's joining us. And uh, what a joy it is to have him preach. I love to be able to sit under the teaching of the word as mm-hmm. the pastor. But I also think it's valuable to have other people preaching as well because um, it's nice to hear someone saying the same thing in a different way mm-hmm. from a different voice. Mm-hmm. If you see that with your kids, how annoying is that when you're telling them something and then they hear it from somebody they respect well, they, my kids respect me, right? But they hear from someone new, and you're like, I've been telling you that for the last six months, and you're just now hearing it for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa, what a revelation. Right, exactly. You know, so it's good for us to hear a lot of different, from different people in different voices saying the same things, the truths of the gospel and preaching the word. So thanks for this Sunday. Yeah. I appreciated mm-hmm. it. Yeah, my pleasure. Let's uh, let's unpack it a little bit, and let's apply some more of what we where we were in Philippians chapter 3. Mm-hmm. So um, give us, George, if you don't mind, just a brief overview of where you went in this passage. Yeah, so as I read Philippians chapter 3, you know, the things that I saw there was uh, Paul just, you know, 
having this visualization of his life and what is important and what do I value in life? And uh, as he started to talk about, you know, these things I count as loss and these things I count as gain. And then as he worked through and uh, he had this uh, view of, you know, the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and how that was kind of the driving factor, really the motivation of his life. And then as he ends the the chapter, he just kind of reminds the people who are in Philippi under Roman uh, rule, uh, which I think was a good thing for them. They they wanted that, I think, um, that ultimately their citizenship is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think as believers, we need to have this eternal mindset. Yeah. You know, oftentimes here in our world, advertisements and just, you know, the routine of life, we get caught up in just week by week or day by day. And really as believers, as parents, especially, we need to have just an eternal mindset where we're thinking about what do we want to look like at the end mm-hmm. and where are we going and mm-hmm. where, where are we investing these long-term investments that are just planting these seeds slowly and surely throughout our lives and our kids' lives and things that we hope eventually bear yeah. fruit. So, um, yeah. And your title was new year, more, more Jesus, Jesus. Mm-hmm. right? So it had a new year's feel to it of, Hey, this is a good time to think about, and to even resolute, in Definitely. a sense, uh, in this new season. Yeah. New Year's resolutions, obviously, everybody's talking about that right now. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that at the start of every year, right? Uh, but are New Year's resolutions biblical? What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think, let's see, I'm trying to think. There are um, many, many passages where it, we're called for better living, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I think um absolutely I think you can you can always exert yourself for better living. Um yeah. but I think needs to be grounded and um you can we can't do anything apart from Christ. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that that takes away the legalism side of it. Mm-hmm. But there definitely. is a calling in scripture where there's definite defining moments for people too, right? Mm-hmm. Choose this day whom you'll serve. As for yeah. me and my house, there's there's this there's today is the day of salvation. Yes. Right. So there is this there are times in scripture where it's like you need to make a decision to this and you need to move towards it. Mm-hmm. Right? Without a doubt. I think about Psalm ninety verse twelve where Moses is talking there and he says, Teach us to number our days. Yes. So take an inventory of the brevity of life and how short it is and to use it wisely so that it is good as we get to these normal rhythms in our calendar to think, how did I spend the last year? How can I be like Christ as a result of this next year and change some things mm-hmm. to be different with them? So, And I think it's good to note, too, that because we are fallen creatures, we are um, going to be making mistakes all the time. So mm-hmm. don't wait until 2023 to make your next resolution because yeah. you failed already in right. January of 2021. Mm-hmm. So, um, or 22, but, um, we, we need to be making resolutions on a weekly basis. I right. think so. Right. Yeah. I agree. That was kind of the approach I took. I think, uh, was as, as Trent was talking that sometimes we can make our resolutions too, too self-focused and mm-hmm. maybe too, yeah. uh, just too earthly. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think Paul, as he wrote, you know, just kind of reminded us to, to look up and to look eternal and to look to Jesus and, um, making sure that we're, we're focusing on the right things. Yeah. So that was kind of the intent. Absolutely. And I think what you're hitting on too, is that 
some people are afraid to make resolutions because they're afraid of failing in those. I just mm-hmm. don't want to make another one again, mm-hmm. right? right? And I was thinking about that this week in that when we think about New Year's resolutions, we should probably think about a goal rather than a task, mm-hmm. sure. right? So, so what's your goal is my goal is to grow in my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what tasks are going to help you reach that goal? Yeah, yeah. So it's, maybe it's I'm going to read my Bible in a year. Okay, great. Now, if you get to the end of that and you're like, oh, I didn't get the Bible during the year read, but you can look at it and go, but did you grow in the time that you did mm-hmm. read Without that? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm. so I did accomplish the goal of knowing Christ more in mm-hmm. this and uh, even though I didn't fully accomplish the task that I set out to do. So I think it's just looking at it from that perspective in a, in a more holistic way is a good thing when it comes to resolutions. Mm-hmm. So. But resolutions are not just in the Bible. They're, you know, we're told to make vows, but there are men and women of church history that have had resolutions. And uh, one comes to mind. I'm looking at you guys. I don't imagine you know who yeah. I'm talking about. Tell me. Prove it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it starts with a J. Jonathan, uh, he's got two first names, Jonathan uh, Edwards. Jonathan Edwards, mm. he's and the man. He is. And Bryce, were you able to find for us what? how many resolutions Jonathan Edwards has or had or Chuck? I've got 70. 70 resolutions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and we have a few of those. And what I like about these is some of them are very spiritual in nature and some of them are just life skills in nature. Yes, they are. Which is outstanding, right? Uh, resolved, this year, here's one of them. Resolved to be continually endeavoring to find out some new invention and contrivance to promote the aforementioned things. Okay, so he's referring <laughs> back. So he made a resolution to follow through on his first resolution. Yes. Right? Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he has other ones, though, that are like just about time management. Resolved never to lose one moment of time, but improve it the most profitable way I possibly can. So when we think about like resolutions, they can be godly resolutions, but some of those can be resolutions of me personally that are going to help be me more godly. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. how many of us time management is actually going to help you when in your relationship with the Lord? Right. Huge. Huge, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, Trent, you pro- you know that when it scrolls up and says, do you want to watch the next episode of Cobra Kai? Mm-hmm. Like you could be like, no, I'm going to go to the United time management. Right. Right. So it doesn't even ask me. It just goes to the next episode. <laughs> so I don't even have, I can't even stop it. Just, <laughs> but yeah. Oh man. And that's the thing is I think in our life, there's just so many things in our routine um, that we can, if we're not careful, we're just into the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're not yeah. intentional, um, You know, I I think the world is set up around us, and I I think, you know, we kind of write that off as something, you know, that just happens. But I I think there's a scheme there, Mm -hmm. you know, that Mm -hmm. uh, Satan is very intentional about just making us busy, keeping us busy. Yes. And before you know it, where's the time gone? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think think Piper uh, said um, several years ago now that at at the end of time, the the greatest use of Facebook will be to prove that prayerlessness was not for lack of time. Wow. I mean, think about the account yeah, of right. yeah. the things that will just scroll, you know, in our life and God mm-hmm, will just say, mm-hmm. was this, was this had to be done or mm-hmm. you chose to do that? Mm-hmm. And just yeah. how long of a list that will be. Right. Yikes. That's scary. 
those TikTok videos. <laughs> I shudder to think the hours. Yeah, it's not going to be Facebook for Trent. It's going to be TikTok. Yes. Well, I, you know, you think about that, though, nothing, everything takes effort if you want to be good at something, right? Definitely. And so we think about that in relationship to our, in relation to our relationship with Christ. And it's like, why am I not growing? Well, mm. are you, do you have a plan? Mm-hmm. How, how many of you set out to plan to do something big in your life and you have no plan? Or you don't have any effort to accomplish it. And then you get to the end of the year and you go, I feel like I didn't grow at all this year. Well, you didn't plan. Right. Mm-hmm. And you took no effort to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. and this passage, what you brought out a lot of this here is knowing Christ is Paul's goal here, right? Yes. That I might know him and the power of his sufferings and in his resurrection. I want to know Christ and this relationship. that, that We can actually know God is fascinating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That he's knowable and that, we can grow in a relationship with him is, is extraordinary. But I, I love this quote that you shared and I'm going to botch it. So I'm going to ask you to share it sure. about uh, effort, Georgie and things done poorly. Go ahead. Yeah. So I've, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the guy. I, I, it's not my original thought, but I heard him say it was that. too good to be your original thought. We <laughs> knew it wasn't like yours. Yeah. Everything I said that as um, <laughs> sounds good. Not my original thought. Uh, he said, uh, you know, things that are worth doing are worth doing poorly at the mm. beginning. And uh, just this idea of, hey, when we start something new, you know, let's not have this idea of perfection uh, at the beginning. Uh, let's just, let's start mm-hmm. and let's grow from there. You know, it's, is it better for me to, uh, to have this plan or this resolution to read my Bible every day of the year? And if I miss one or two days, then I'm done. Or is it better right. to, you know, just to go into it and not quit and, you know, just continue to improve and continue to read and continue to grow um, and just, you know, continue in that direction. Yeah. So uh, I think that's one of the problems maybe with the world that we live in is we see people do something that appears for the first time and it's like perfection, yeah. whether, it's, whether it's art or decoration or music. And you're like, oh my goodness, look at this guy. He just came out and he's amazing. Well, it's like, man, all the investment, the time and effort that went into that, that's why it's so amazing. Absolutely. Right? And so sometimes yeah. we're just, we're afraid of ourselves. We're afraid of failure. And uh, it's just kind of a sad place to be, you know, yeah. try something new and invest your time and, uh, go and do something. I think it's that realization too of just knowing like this is going to be poor. Mm-hmm. When I this is and I have to be okay with that. This is not going to be good from the beginning, right? And just that going into that knowing, but it's going if I commit to it, it's going to get good, and then it's going to be valuable, and I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yes, the discipline of it will lead to the enjoyment eventually, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Do you have anything? Trent, yeah, I, of, I, well, I'm thinking about the first time I learned how to drive a stick ship. Oh, a valuable life skill. Yeah. yeah. It was a, it was in a Volkswagen, little, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. Volkswagen bug. Mine was going. a Ford Fiesta. Wow. Yeah. All right. Mine was a little Honda. <laughs> well, I, I was sat in the driver's side and told to go up. I started going up a hill. And, oh, wow. Owatonna, so you know Minnesota. Class. You know yes. about this. It's going to be poor. <laughs> yeah. At the and in the movies, I had seen these race car drivers Absolutely. going first, yeah. second, yeah. third. And it was awesome. Yeah. It took me about 30 minutes to get up that hill. Yeah. But did you back the keys, the emergency brake, right? You put that on. Did you, did you put it on? While yeah. I did a lot of things that <laughs> I don't remember, <laughs> but it just took a lot long of levers. time. And now I'm one of the best stick yeah. shift drivers in the U.S. Right. And think about if you Drifter. had an emergency mm-hmm. and you had to hotwire a car, 
Yeah. And you get it hot wired and then you realize it's a stick shift and you don't know how to drive it. Oh, yeah. You're right. done. You're done. Yeah. yeah. It, well, first of all, the, it'd be impressive if you had a hot wire car, but, but yeah. I think everyone should know how to drive a stick. Bryce, do you know how to drive a manual? No, I don't. Okay. So if there's every emergency at the yeah. house and there's someone has parked behind Bryce and it's a stick shift. It's over. <laughs> so Lost you cause. need to learn. You need to learn. That. I'll put it in neutral and push. Oh, there okay. you go. All right. You didn't even know how to put it in neutral. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> it's not like a rig. Okay. Oh, man. I think about that, though, in regards to that. My dad is getting older, and he had to buy a cool little sports car. Mm-hmm. He bought a Pontiac Solstice. Wow. Mm. And it's a stick shift. Nice. And my brother went over to check it out, and he couldn't drive it. So I look forward to the day that I go home to Ohio and mm-hmm. see dad and say, I know how to drive this thing. There you go. Good illustration. Yeah. Great I love it. Fantastic. So, yes. So what, what would be, okay, so Bible reading. Mm-hmm. If you're not in the habit of reading the Bible, just know that it's not going to go great when you first get started. Right. Yeah. Right? If you're not in the habit of prayer, mm-hmm. it's going to not be great when you first get started. Yeah. But there's great tools as well to help you in that. There's Bible reading plans. Mm-hmm. And probably if you're not in the habit of reading the Bible, don't try to read the Bible in a year. Right, right. That's like trying to run a marathon if you'd yeah. never even jogged before. Right. right? Actually, our, our family, and I know we're probably going to talk about this later, but our goal for our family is not to read the Bible in a year, but to read the Bible in two years. Oh, nice. So I actually, there's a plan That's out like there. That's like three so, minutes a day, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Yeah. But it's it's attainable and um is yeah there's seven a, days a week or is it just five or how does it uh, i think it's seven is it i don't know that's an attainable and achievable to, goal it's a smart mm-hmm. goal yeah and and what i like about it too is i'm a slow reader i like to think about mm-hmm, what i'm reading mm-hmm. a lot of times the bible in a year there's a lot of passages and i'm just like i gotta get through this as fast yeah. as i can and the two year allows me to slow down and contemplate what I'm reading. So that that's mm-hmm. just for me. But um, mm-hmm. they they have other plans out there. You can do the New Testament in one year. Mm-hmm. So even even at a slower pace, if you mm-hmm. want to, if you're the kind of guy that wants to just meditate on on what you're reading, and yeah, it's good. And yeah, it, I, had a, I had a friend that would read, you know, just some of the shorter books in the New Testament, and you know, like Philippians four chapters. I mean, you can read that in ten minutes, fifteen yeah. minutes, and he would read that every day, and then by the end of mm-hmm. the month. The book is almost memorized. I like and you that. Know exactly what's That's going on. That's a good on. idea. You know, just a big investment, and it's, um, you know, you're diving deep into it. And it's interesting how you know might think, man, I've read this thing, you know, ten times in a row. But now, as you read it the fifteenth and the twentieth time, just new things that you didn't see or you didn't recognize mm-hmm. uh, just come out of that text. So great, idea. lots That's of different ways idea. to do it. Yeah, I mean, man, at the end, I of the like day, that. Being the word, and it, it the end result drives the current struggle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you brought out, and the passage brings out, Paul says, I strive for this because of the surpassing worth yeah. of knowing Christ. Right? So mm-hmm. how does Paul, the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, does that motivate him to keep going in his... Because he's in prison when he wrote this. You brought that out, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's been He's had a hard struggle. His life didn't get better when he followed Christ. No, it got way worse. It got way mm-hmm. worse. Way worse. <laughs> and so... The worth or the value of the hard work is what drives. Because some of us, have, if the if the end result is not joy, then what's the well, the reason we're putting in any of the work? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's, and I also love here that he says to, uh, in being found in Him. Mm-hmm. You know, he 
unpack that a little bit. How does that motivate you that when Paul says I'm being found in him, not having righteousness that comes from the law, but through faith, right? How does that being found in Christ motivate you in effort towards Christ in your relationship with him? Yeah. Well, I thought when I think about motivation, being found in Christ, it's just it, the motivation starts in this idea of um, I'm not working to attain anything. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's it's more of I think about you know my relationship with my wife and how I love her, and so I'm going to naturally uh, do things for her because because of that love or out mm-hmm. of that love. Where mm-hmm. um, if I'm trying to gain her love, you know, then there's just a different starting point, mm-hmm. and we might be doing the same things. You know, I mean, like a two people doing the same exact thing, but really the motivation is different. And when the motivation is different, I think it gives you, uh, when, when you're starting from a point of you're already accepted, yeah. I think there's a longer, um, a longer time of investment, a longer time of, um, you're, you're truly loving that person and you're truly, uh, you know, you love Christ and you read his word because yeah. you love him. Yeah. yeah. And nothing is going to separate you from that love that God has for us and, and being found in Christ is that eternal security that we can carry into each and every day, despite all of the times we fail to make these resolutions happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we are, he's there. Mm-hmm. We're there with him. Yeah. So, yeah. And Georgie, the text brings this out and you brought this out on Sunday. And I loved this, that, uh, God is not, it's, well, let's just read it. Let's look at verse 10 of Philippians chapter three, verse 10. This is what it says. My goal, okay, so there you got it again. Paul's, he's making a goal. He's striving towards something, is to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, assuming somehow I'll reach uh, the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already attained these things or, or perfected, but every effort to take hold of him because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he's striving to take hold of Christ, right? Yes. But then saying, but I've, but because Christ has already taken hold of me. Yes. Not that that was a powerful point you brought out. Unpack that for us and what that looks like. Yeah. So again, uh, you know, coming down to the motivation of um, we're not earning salvation. Mm-hmm. We're not earning Christ's favor. He did all the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've heard it said, I think it was Kevin DeYoung said, um, you know, we're right to think that God requires works, mm. works please him. But it's it's wrong to think that our work can do that. Right. You know, and so right. you're going to stand there and you're either going to be found in Jesus or you're going to be found in yourself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, to be found in him. Uh, and, and when he has a hold of you, you know, as Trent just said, you know, we can't lose that. Mm-hmm. It's him holding on to us. And, and I think sometimes, you know, our, our natural tendency can, can kind of move back to this works-based salvation or the kind of the Christian culture around us is, is used to those rituals and uh, baptism and um, communion and catechism. And we can start to rely on ourselves. And those are uh, all strengthening my grip on Christ. The more that I do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Thinking that those, that my grip is what makes me secure in Jesus, what I can do. Exactly. Right. And it's Paul. And what you brought out is that the, the grip that God has on you. Yes. It's not the strength of you. It's that he's holding you, and now you're just you're responding to yes. his grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I, I love the illustration I heard a friend use one time, which was just a fantastic illustration, is he was at the lake with his son, 
and his his son was terrified, right? And he didn't want to get down in the water. Maybe it was the ocean and there are waves everywhere. And uh, he's holding his son and he knows he's not going to let him go. Mm-hmm. But his son is equally clinging to his dad sure. with like this death grip, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing the whole time that he's never going to let his son go, but yet he's still clinging to his father. And so this is like Paul is saying, I'm, I'm striving to take hold of Christ with all my effort, knowing that the whole time he's not going to let me go, that his, his grip is much greater than mine. Absolutely. And when you think about that in return, in terms of following Christ, what kind of freedom that brings about? Like you just said, George, I'm not doing it to gain approval from Christ. I'm doing it because I have it already. Right. And that righteousness part, right? You you asked us on Sunday, where is your righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. And righteousness, let's, let's, I mean, you can simply say what makes you, the stuff that makes you right with God, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Paul, you showed us his whole laundry list of everything that he'd accomplished. Quite the resume. Yeah. What What's mm-hmm. some of the stuff that he did? Circumcised on the eighth day, born into the right tribe. Yeah. Um, you know, kept the law to the T. Yeah. Uh, was a definitely a leader of the Pharisees. And um, as far as persecution of the church, I think he said he had the most zeal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's just what he recorded, let alone everything else. Right. Yeah. And he says, and all that I have lost, right? And yeah. it's compared to knowing Christ. He says, yeah. I've, I've counted all those things as rubbish or... As the KJV says, I think more accurately to the Greek is dung. Dung, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I consider it all a pile of crap, mm-hmm. you know, to say it crassly, yeah. uh, in comparison to knowing Jesus. Because yeah. none of that stuff made me right with God at all, like I thought it was doing. No. All right. So if that's, my righteousness comes because I have the righteousness of Christ, what a freeing thing mm-hmm. that is to now grow in him as a result. Yeah, and it's in a way, a way to enjoy your relationship with him. You don't, having a relationship with someone that is expecting and, and lording over you in a, in a negative way is not a good way to build a relationship. And this is a relationship that we can, we can get, as we get into the word, we get to know him more, we endear ourselves to him, and the result is, joy even if your life gets worse this year yeah. you will you will and can find more joy mm-hmm. in knowing Christ yeah. more so absolutely yeah yes mm. anything else that uh, stuck out this anybody from sunday from this passage yeah i, was... I th- well i think one of the one of the hardest things georgie and, and i appreciate you doing this and picking this passage which was so good is when someone asks you, will you preach for us? And then they say, just preach on whatever you want. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the anxiety that comes from mm-hmm. that. It's like, mm-hmm. do you know that- On how- both sides, on your side as well, probably. I know, like, what, what's he going to pick? <laughs> yep. And then it's like, well, there's so much to choose from. I get one shot at this. You know, what do I, I'll make sure I get the right passage, mm-hmm. you know? So it's almost easier to be assigned a passage and to choose your own. But this is a great one that you chose in a great way. Uh, for us to to move forward into the new year as a church on this. I appreciate it. Yeah. Sounds good. Time. It's good. We have uh, some exciting things coming up as a church. Uh, we have our family chat this week. We're starting a new two-week series as we talk about in this new year, the church that God intends, looking at some passages in First Peter. Um, and then we have our family chat talking about future stuff for this new year. So mm. Park Church people, really important Sunday to be a part of. Um, but before we get into our New Year's resolutions, or goals for this year. Um, do we got some any Spitfire questions for Georgie? 
Mm. Ooh, sounds like we do. <laughs> Georgie admitted to us this morning mm. that he's never listened to the podcast. So everything that he's hearing <laughs> right now is new and fresh to him live. For Brand the, new right now. He didn't right even now. know mm. about the spit, the, uh, <laughs> spitfire. <laughs> he just, you should have seen him. He just sat up like, whoa, that was amazing. Pretty cool, huh? Thought wow. it was done. Yep. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll listen to this one like 10 times, though, because you want to hear your voice and stuff like that. Mm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we made it sound so good. <laughs> yes. Your wife is going to go back and be like, whoa, wow. talk to me further, baby. The wow. baritone. <laughs> but only through that uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some spitfire here. Sure. Chuck. So a uh, couple questions. We'll, we'll start with you, Georgie. All right. Star Trek or Star Wars? Um. I got to go with Star Wars. Just I wasn't a really big either one when I was a kid. And now that I'm I'm, I'm an adult, uh, I think just with Star Wars doing a little bit more, I've kind of mm. gone in that direction. Okay. Brad? Uh, I always watched The Next Generation growing up, like right after Little House in the Prairie. <laughs> so I really liked liked Star Trek The Next Generation, but that was about it. But recently I, I would be more of a Star Wars guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars definitely. Since I was a little kid, collecting all those little Star Wars figurines Jean-Luc and all Picard that. Jean-Luc Picard was pretty cool. <laughs> Watching. Yeah. You know, have you guys it, have both make of it you, so? Yes. Have both of you? I know Brad's been on the uh, the Disney Star Wars ride. Have you been on the new one? A little bit. Um, I liked Star Wars more when I was young. You, when you, when you're you supposed little, to like Star Wars. How do you a little bit go on the Star Wars ride? <laughs> have you been on the actual ride? Oh, the Disney? ride. I didn't. I thought you <laughs> have were. You been on the ride? <laughs> a you just been like the ride. <laughs> no, I've never been to Disney. <laughs> I sat oh, down. Really? Well, really? he sat down but got too scared and asked to get out. That's what happened. So he's no, I've never been. I didn't. I had never been to Disney. What's the name of that any, ride? Uh, the Force Awakens. Uh, oh no, was that it? The one, I don't think it was, it was extraordinary. That. Uh, the I don't know. It was amazing. Price is oh going to look it up. It was <laughs> incredible. Have you? Do you have any desire to go to Disney or is that not really? You just would rather go to Eureka Springs and yeah. I don't need to go on any roller coasters. It's not a roller it's coaster. It's not. It's a life experience yeah, for sure. It really <laughs> okay. Well, then maybe I'm interested. Okay, if it's not a roller coaster. Yeah. Did you find the name of that? Yeah, it's Rise of the Resistance. Rise, Rise of, of the, the Resistance. Resistance. There oh, we go. Okay, man. So you just walk around? No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> go watch the GoPro version of it from somebody that took it because it'll. No, don't do that. Just go ride it. Okay. Well, you got to get the Disney World first. Yes, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not right. interesting. It was incredible. It really was. All right, Trent, we'll start with you. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I never actually thought about whether a hot dog is a sandwich. It's between bread, so yeah, I call it a sandwich. Okay, Georgie. Uh, I got to say no. I'm from Wisconsin. I love brats, and so, uh, you know, there you brats go. and hot dogs are just in their own category. Yeah, I'd say no, too, although they are extraordinary, just not. Not a sandwich. Okay. I've got a really tricky one for you, and we'll start with you, Brett. Okay. Did we actually land on the moon? Ooh, I don't know. It looks like a really nice set. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that the I one time my science teacher told me there's like a wire inside the flag, and it's not mm-hmm. like, like that. That's a wire inside of it that makes it look like it's being held up by gravity. So once he said that, I was, or by the lack of gravity, once he said that, I was like, okay, maybe this whole thing is a sham. No, I do think we did land on the moon. I'm glad we beat the Russians to it. <laughs> definitely. Uh, I'm just saying we definitely landed on the moon. I recently listened to a book uh, about the Apollo program, and it was very enlightening. 
of just kind of as the first astronauts went up and um those are some brave men i mean that was incredible to think about here you're a half inch of glass and that's all between you and you know being dissolved very very quickly so i'm in the category of it definitely happened and those guys are um probably don't get as much respect as they deserve Okay, I'd change it. I definitely think it happened. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Thank you, Georgie. Trent. Wow. Um, yeah, I think it happened, but I think it'd be cool if I believed it didn't happen. So um, just thinking about he's that REM flat, song. He's a Earth guy, too. <laughs> if you believe they put the man on the moon, if you believe there's nothing up his sleeve, then nothing is cool. <laughs> it was a song about Andy Kaufman. REM. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I went a song route. That was good. <laughs> Random. <laughs> REM. Random. Mm-hmm. Man. Hey, we got time. Let's just do one more. One this, more. Okay, one then more, we'll get to last, our resolutions. Then you get to resolutions because okay. this is a good one. And I'll just leave it up for any of you to answer. Okay. How many pull-ups can you do in a row? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was pull-ups. So that was actually one of my resolutions last year was um, I wanted to be able to me being a bigger gentleman wanted to be able to do at least one pull up and I did it's get all to that those point. meals you're packing. It is all those meals I was packing and lifting rice bags and uh you know I knew I couldn't just jump on a bar and like how are you gonna get yourself up? You know, so mm-hmm. there's some steps in there. But um I was able to do a couple by the end of the year and I nice. think the the thing that helped me the most was just starting with push ups. And so I just kinda okay. got in the routine of try to do a hundred push ups a night for, you know, so long and Built up enough strength. Dude, what so, a guy. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I would like to say two, but probably more like one. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's been a long time. Well, I'd like you, to say four or five. Strap after. underneath it is this an assisted or a non assisted? <laughs> can we Brad can, we can put a chair under you okay. if that would help. <laughs> can Brad do what's that you just hang? Well the hang, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what the girls did in P. E. That that's what they, they did. The girls yeah. In PPE. yeah, yeah. then I, I I'd like to think that could do four or five after a couple Red Bulls. <laughs> well, the guy has to lift like 150 pounds. I mean, that's not shit. You should be able to. My goodness, 150 soaking wet. Well, wow. let's do we. Is there one in the gymnasium? Let's here? go down there. We should give it all a shot. Okay. All right. We'll we'll film it, mm-hmm. film it, and put it on YouTube for everybody. Uh, uh, yeah, I yeah. think I'll be sick that day. Yeah, I think <laughs> we should uh, close this program up now that we're talking about exercising. Real quick resolution. Yeah. I yeah. got mine oh, first. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to. I am going to read the Bible again in a year this year. I've already started that, which has been fun. Uh, my goal is to have more time with my family around the Word, mm. and so we need to just do that. And then my other goal is to be healthier because I fell out of it in 2020. Now we're coming into 2022, mm-hmm. and I want <laughs> the way to accomplish that is I want to start running again um, and get back into the rhythm of weekly running through the day. So that's mine. Mm-hmm. Good. When you read the Bible through a year, are you going to do it? Genesis through Revelation or I have the chronological the chronological version. Okay. So it like takes everything together. It starts in Genesis, but everything that's from around that time frame throughout it, if it's a psalm or whatnot, is like in there with it. So I really enjoyed it. It was like three years ago and it's been I really enjoyed that and doing the same one again. It's, and it's the New Living Translation, which I think New Living Translation is extraordinary in the narratives. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's if a you good were one. to do like the ESV and the narratives, like it's just the clunkiest thing you've ever read. Yeah. And so the NLT in the narratives is awesome. Yeah, if you're, if you're reading it. large portions of scripture, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely don't let the, the translation be 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, get you out of the habit because it's yeah. so, so tough. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm, uh, our family is going to do the whole Bible in under two years, I guess is what it's called. If you Ooh. go to the, the Bible app where it has all those plans, the whole Bible in under two years. And what's nice is we can see, we can check off if we've seen each other do it. And you can also comment on it as well. Oh my like, goodness. So that your kids can see what you commented, what you learned. And uh, so that's that's what we're going to do as a family. And then uh, personally, I, we we have a, a treadmill. We just purchased one last year, a newer one. And I'm going to get back into running as well, Brad. Nice. So Very good. Yep. Awesome. Georgie. Yeah, for me, we're trying to just spend more time around the fam- uh, around the word as a family, kind of like what you had mentioned and I mentioned on Sunday was, um, I think a goal for us is probably two times a week to just mm, have some good goal. some concentrated time of mm-hmm. uh, reading a chapter, talking about it briefly, um, some time in prayer together, and then usually we try to sing at least one song, which usually leads to just singing numerous songs, you know, and just nice. on and on throughout the evening and just kind of karaoke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's weird. You know, Eric and I are very uncoordinated, but our boys, two of them just love to dance. And so, you know, you, you get some David Crowder going and they're just, there's some wow. sneaky videos that I have of them. And so they, I uh, love they just dancing go to too. That's yeah. fantastic to know. I'll have to yeah. hit them up you on know. Sunday. They'll have a that's dance right. off or something. Yeah. Yes. Oh my, that's yeah. cool. Bennett, especially really. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Well, well, man, it's been a delight to have you here. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for joining thank you us. Thank so much Thanks for, for the preaching. time and the opportunity. Yeah. 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 We've, um, we've come to the end of this trail now and um, until our paths cross again.